0: As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.
1: Hello and welcome to another Cradio interview. My name is Mark Griffin and I'm the Operations Manager at Perusia. Today we begin a series of interviews with some of the team from Catholic Answers. These interviews were recorded during the recent Fighting for the Faith Australian tour, brought to you by Perusia. Our first discussion was with Cy Kellett, the host of Catholic Answers Live. I took the opportunity during our conference at the Epping Club to step outside onto the terrace and chat with Si about his work in Catholic Radio. We also speak about the presentation he just delivered at the conference entitled, Whatever Happened to the Modern World? And we discuss his work on an upcoming book, which he hopes to be releasing in the near future. Being an outdoor interview, you'll no doubt notice some of the local Epping hustle and bustle. But... Don't let that distract you. Stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy the discussion. Radio. We're coming to you today from the Fighting for the Faith Perusia Catholic Answers Conference here in Sydney. We're sitting on the outdoor terrace balcony of the Epping Club, our venue for the event, and we have Tim Staples inside right as we speak, struggling to find his voice, (laughs) but he's doing a fantastic job. I'm excited today as I am a little nervous about speaking with today's guest. Cy Kellett is the host of Catholic Answers Live and Catholic Answers focus, and, as we've learned following his presentations so far at the conference, he's a passionate and engaging speaker. In his role as host of Catholic Answers Live, he's been left with big shoes to fill, following on from hosts such as Jerry Usher and Patrick Coffin. I'm sorry to say that he hasn't been able to fill those shoes, but that's quite simply because they don't fit. A bigger size was ordered, and now his combination of wit and knowledge has the show moving forward in leaps and bounds. I'm so grateful he set some time aside to chat with us uh, at the conference today. So, Sy, si, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: First of all, welcome to Australia. Is this your first visit
0: down under? I've never been here and it's absolutely delightful. I, I, mean, I don't know the rest of the country, but Sydney is absolutely delightful. Sydney
1: so far. We've got a few yeah. places lined up for you while you're here. The flight itself. How did you go with a 15-hour flight? You know, that made me nervous actually. I
0: was actually nervous about how am I going to handle 15 hours on an airplane? and. It wasn't that bad at all. For one thing, uh, and we flew on an Australian airline, not an American airline, and they actually have things like service, and, and, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. They're nice. And uh, it was, I, I uh, Carlos, uh, who was on the flight too, it was his first time, and Jen, uh, her first time. Tim, of course, comes here all the time. And we were all a little nervous and everybody thought, no, that's not so bad, you know? And who did you have to sit next to? No, we did not sit next to each other. No, had separate seats. No, we, sit, the, yeah, we were not doing 15 hours with people we knew. We, everybody got their own seat somewhere else on the plane. And, Fantastic. This was yeah, well planned out. Yeah. Well, yeah, Right.
1: <laughs> Just for those, of the, for, for those who don't know much about you, why don't we start with who is Cy Kellett and how did you end up with Catholic Answers?
0: Okay, Cy Kellett is uh, my father. I was named <laughs> after him. <laughs> He's a surgeon, uh, but I, I'm actually the third. I have the same name as my father and my grandfather. Um, I, I, I'm, I come from a large Catholic family. I have six brothers and sisters. Um, we were always Catholic. It's the kind of Catholic family where, for example, you would not, it would not even occur to you to miss Sunday Mass, for mm-hmm. example. My father, um, as long as I knew him, was always a daily communicant. Went to daily Mass every day. Um, my mother, extremely faithful, and it was important to them that they pass on the faith to us. So I ended up going to a couple of Catholic colleges. I did one year at the University of San Diego, which is a Catholic college, and then at Boston College, which is a Catholic university. Um, and, and this was back in the 80s, so put the word Catholic in quotes, all right? like It, it was kind of Catholic. But I did have good teachers uh, there, and, and I did uh, come to what I would say was an adult faith uh, and an acceptance of the faith that had been uh, that I had been invited to by my parents, um, but I I also have to say I I was very lax in my practice of the faith throughout my twenties I think um, I had some I I got a degree in theology from Boston College and I taught in a Catholic school for a few years taught religion in a Catholic school a Catholic boys' high school and then went on retreat with the boys uh, and there the, the, the Campus ministers there used to do these retreats where you would go. The senior boys, if they wanted to, could spend a weekend on retreat in the city at a house that served the poor, uh, which is called the Catholic Worker House. And that became that that just absolutely captured me, and I ended up living in that house. I quit teaching. I ended up living in that house uh, for a couple years, and. Um, doing kind of i don't know service years i suppose working with the homeless mentally ill and an addicted folks and sometimes people i think now oh like oh you know like you did this good thing but i do think there's also an element of just not wanting to get a job uh not (laughs) wanting to live a normal life you know there's so there's immaturity involved in it too
1: was it Um, more an adventure an adventurous stage maybe yeah
0: yeah maybe uh right um but it's not. To say, I would say it's just a mixed thing. You know, it's not a noble thing. It's not an an, an ignoble thing. Yeah. Um, which I hope is a word in Australia. I hope ignoble is a word in Australia. But um, it, it is now. It is all right, yeah. okay because I don't know if it is anywhere else.
1: I'm just hoping it works here. But uh, All the young people can add words to the, to yeah, the language okay. as often <laughs> as they like. <laughs> yeah, so, right, so feel free whenever, <laughs> you, whenever you need to.
0: <laughs> so yeah, this was, that was for me was a time of searching. Sure. And, and there was something that attracted me about this side of the church, but also there was something that, you know, wanted to be lax in my practice of the faith. Um, getting married, having children, um, that kind of grew me up. And that came later. And then I became the editor of... I became a writer for and then the editor of the Catholic newspaper of the Diocese of San Diego right. in the southernmost city in California. The newspaper is called The Southern Cross because we're the southernmost city in California. With Australians thus far have taken offense at the fact that I worked for something called The Southern Cross in the United States. We, we have the think, real Southern Apparently Southern Cross. that belongs to you. <laughs> yes, but, uh, <laughs> if, so, if it wasn't so cloudy at night yeah. the last couple of days, we'd show you. <laughs> I know. I'm, I am really looking forward to seeing it. Um, and and so I became I got involved in Catholic media. At a certain point, when Catholic radio came to San Diego, I began to be involved with Catholic radio, sure. and that was fruitful. I mean, that, that was it. Felt like in my 40s and later in my 50s, I was actually coming into the thing that I felt like this is kind of my calling. You know, like this is where I feel most comfortable. I feel like this is what um, the Lord has given me the ability to do, and it made me so happy and. Then I ended up at Catholic Answers after uh, Patrick left, and after they, I don't know, uh, I guess couldn't get a good candidate. So <laughs> well, I had
1: a feeling you were going
0: to say that. <laughs> well, I, mean, like, I, was, I don't, know, I think they were slightly ambivalent about hiring me at the time. Although you, not all of them. You were. did
1: come with credentials. It wasn't a,
0: a little bit yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, sure. But you know, Patrick is Patrick. It's like. I don't know, I felt a little bit like Jay Leno coming in after Johnny Carson left. Oh, is that a thing that you understand? <laughs> I understand, yeah, okay. <laughs> after Johnny Carson left The Tonight Show, you know, it's like, well, who am I? And I do remember the day that they told me that they had hired me, I was just so happy. I was over the moon. And then the next day I woke up and I thought, oh my gosh, what if I ruin Catholic Answers? <laughs> like This is like an institution, Like, what if I, what if I mess it up? and so I was nervous for a little while but it's turned it's out happy I think it's all
1: and you've been given um, somewhat of a license to put your own spin on it you're very yeah. different in your style to what Patrick Coffin or what Jerry Usher have been so, right right. and that's what I say when you first came in I know oh you've got big shoes to fill I think you've more than exceeded that but doing it in your own way not trying to copy what the person before you did Yeah, you I do think, it in your own way
0: right I actually think um, a couple of things helped me one is that they took so long to hire a replacement for Patrick that I really wasn't following Patrick I was following six months of fill-in host sure. and so it was kind of a relief to the audience that okay at least we have a host now yes um, and also the fact that I came to it in my 50s mm-hmm. where I I you're just a little more comfortable in your skin I
1: didn't feel like I have to do what Patrick or Jerry did sure. I not ha- I didn't feel like that sure you know? well, can you tell us a bit about radio as a platform, and more specifically Catholic radio, with so many platforms available, um, not not just for, for spreading faith, but in particular for, for for spreading the faith and spreading the gospel, where does radio fit into the big picture?
0: It's the best and most important of the media options. And I know it sounds like I'm kidding, but I'm not. Uh, you know, St. Paul says, faith comes through hearing, and uh, television, like EWTN television, it's just a miracle and it's transforming the media landscape but there's a way in which radio is more intimate, more private, more uh, less uh, uh, kind of off-putting than television so it provides an opportunity for people to hear and have faith. Um, uh, Just to give an example, most people who will We'll watch a television show. We're seeking that television show. With in radio, often we're surprising people. They don't know that there's these Catholics are going to be. T- they might come halfway through, you know, a conversation and not know who we are or what we're talking about. But they're hearing a, a level of intellectual discourse. That's not because like we're so smart, but because the church has a very high level of intellectual discourse. And they're like, I've never heard anything like this. I don't know what who these people are. What are they doing? And you know, a few years later, we're giving a talk at a parish, and a person says, "I didn't know who you were or what you were about, but I'm here and I'm Catholic now." And it, it is true that faith comes through hearing, and that the person alone in their car is both kind of vulnerable uh, to hear something new, but also is in a safe space to hear something new. They're not you know? putting on putting on an act
1: for the people around them, right? Right. They're thinking about like, nobody's going to walk into response. the room and go, "What are you
0: watching?" Yeah. You know, they're like just listening and hearing. Um, and uh, so I think radio is very, very important. And I would include in the radio thing now all the internet radio and podcasting. It's the same thing, it's just a slightly different technology to, to deliver sure. it. But I do not think that, as much as I think that movies, you know, we should be making lots of great Catholic movies, documentaries, television shows, I, everything holograms, video games, whatever is coming down the pike, it, we should be doing all of it. I don't think anything's going to ever be better than a good podcast or than a good radio program to communicate the faith because hearing and being able to have that uh, moment of encounter that is safe is like nothing else. I really do believe that.
1: And there is really such a reach uh, with with radio and and there's such an opportunity to to touch people in all walks of life right around the world and i'm, I'm thinking right. in particular uh the catholic answers president christopher czech spoke at the the conference dinner last night and right. he brought up the story of the the gentleman from turkey that phoned in uh yeah. a couple of months back now uh, that was and you were on air with carlo broussard right and that was just an amazing uh interaction i was actually listening live at the time yeah and the, the faith of this man, first of all, for, for those who weren't listening at the time, this man lived in Turkey uh, as a Muslim with a Muslim family, but he was, uh, I suppose, discerning the Catholic faith.
0: Even um, more. I think he was past discerning. He knew he wanted to be Catholic. Yeah. yeah. He
1: actually, one of the things he brought up was, how can I um, participate in the prayers that we do, mm-hmm. but not actually be speaking. Um, to to Muhammad speaking to Allah, but actually be speaking to God. And how do yeah. I how do I get away with that? And and Carlo and Prasad and yourself were on at the time, and and um, Jimmy Aiken was actually in the show because that was one of your fundraising drive days, and um, and he came in and sat in on the panel as well. Right. And that was just a really powerful seven or eight minutes of radio. So
0: it was beautiful. And the man, like you, uh, this is was such a great privilege because you get the sense of this is our brother in Christ that Christ has called this heart this soul to be close to him. And he just needed a little help of how, to, how am I going to do that living in a town in Turkey where I really can't do that. Um, and it's so humbling, but also just so moving to know that Christ and his angels and his saints, they're out there doing the work, you know, so they're out there calling hearts and where hearts respond, it really is a privilege that there's a radio show that maybe they could get a little something from. I have to say, I don't know what this says about me, but Chris last night in his retelling of that, yes. really stressed what a good job that Carlo and Jimmy did. And he kept saying how what a good job Carlo and Jimmy did on that call. <laughs> is, is this wrong of me to think, you facilitated did he know carefully. that I was there? <laughs> like did he? Like that's, that's the level of pettiness you're dealing with when you're dealing with me,
1: like <laughs>
0: what? I was there too
1: put, put it this way he didn't have a, uh, a criticism of your involvement no he didn't right I don't think he reck- I don't think he knew that it, I was there but no no criticism right but no it, and, and for those of for those of you listening who who haven't actually heard uh, I know that, that that was part of a, an email blast that Catholic answers did in the week yeah John Sorensen John, John sent it out yeah but, but for those who haven't heard if they head to is it Catholic.com they can head to and they can find out or is it through the Facebook page where's the where's yeah you could where?
0: probably you could find it on the Facebook page I'm sure that if you went to Catholic.com and used the search tool there to say um, put in Turkey, Christian, Muslim as search terms eventually you'll find it. But yeah, I
1: I strongly encourage anyone who didn't hear that particular one or anyone who's interested in Catholic Answers Live that hasn't come across it definitely look it up because that that there is a perfect example of why you do what you do. And um, and we're so grateful that you do it. Um, Tell us a bit about the team that you're working with. Obviously you've got the um, the regulars, you've got Cy Kellett, yourself, he's on the show as host, but you've got Tim Staples, you've got Carlo Broussard, yeah. uh, Trent Horn's there, Jimmy Aiken is there as, as the regulars. But in and around that, you've got a whole uh, yeah, team of, of guests that come on and fill Some of the best
0: people in the, the world. It's, it's really uh, like um, this morning, I forget who I was talking with about uh, Father Tad Boholchik, for example. Sure. This, one of the world's great bioethicists, mm-hmm. you know, this great Catholic priest, scientist. It's amazing that like this guy, can you do a show with us? Yeah, okay, you know, and so people can call with the hardest bioethics questions on Earth, and there's this man that can answer it. Sure. And um, that it's, it's incredible. I would say, with our four guys, um, I love working with them. I do feel like, on some days, they're kind of bringing me down a little bit. Like, I feel like, <laughs> oh, I am carrying these dudes. Uh, the, you know, they're lucky to have me here, but, <laughs> Uh, I mean, come on! Like, on a, a, this is really how it works. We'll have somebody, you know, say they're on the East Coast, and they they're scheduled for the show, and then some some technical thing happens or something happens in there. Like maybe it's a priest and he says, "I have to make a sick call. I cannot do the show." You know? Okay. So we just text Jimmy Aiken, who's either down the hall or he's at his house, a, a short distance away. Jimmy, we got an hour. We got got nobody. Can you come in and do it? Jimmy always just shows up and does it. Like to to have a radio program where you can get like Jimmy Aiken will just come do fill in for you. It's crazy. Like it's wild. But that's what uh, it is. It's a dream to work there. Really. On that,
1: some of the other the the less frequent guests, they're also on call. I remember listening one day and um, Steve Ray was on.
0: Oh, yes, Steve and, Ray, right. And He's another one that He'd obviously
1: did. just he, he'd come in at the last minute to fill a, a gap in, in yeah. the schedule that, that that opened up due to the circumstances that you were just explaining. And he said, oh, I was just having dinner with the family, so I've just moved down the hall. Yeah, and, right. They and just drop that, everything, and they, they're willing to contribute. And right. they can see the value in it. You can see by their, right. their response, they see the value and the importance of what it is that you guys are doing.
0: Yeah, I think that they, like a guy like Steve Ray, I mean, really, his whole life is about getting people to Jesus and his church and You know it, it is wild that Steve will be driving somewhere and we'll get him on the phone and like can you do an hour with us? Yeah, I'll just pull over and do an hour with you. It's like what that, like <laughs> that's amazing so yeah, we, we Some wonder, you know bishops or archbishops will come on and be very helpful. <laughs> They're sometimes nervous. I think because you know like Their job doesn't require them to answer a question about some minute, you know, point of the Florentine council, you know. So they'll be like, sometimes you'll get an archbishop, for example, and it'll be like, okay, so what are we going to... What are the parameters of this conversation? Like, I, I'm not really sure that I'm up on the, the Council of Florence. So, okay, well,
1: you, you know, you, we can accommodate Archbishop. <laughs> Who of all the guests you've had, I'll put you on the spot. Okay. Who's the easiest to... I'm not going to ask you the hardest. But I don't think that's fair. But who's the easiest or, or the one that you enjoy when you see their name on the schedule, that lighten, you brighten up and, oh, this is going to be great. Who's, who's the one? And I know you've got so many to pick from. Yeah, fantastic. it's actually
0: not that hard uh, to answer. The easiest for me is our chaplain father Hugh Barber. Right. He's he's extremely well educated, he's an extremely holy person and he's jovial and generous and like I it's just really easy to work with him be, because um well part of it is him and all those qualities that he has, but it's also the case that there are callers who will call when a priest is on who won't call On the other day or they will respond to it in a way that like say somebody calls and says, I just don't believe God loves me. And Jimmy, for example, is beautiful in a situation like that and can be really, really helpful to the person. Father Hugh can say the exact same thing Jimmy said, but it's a priest who said it. And I don't know what that is but the the person will believe more deeply that God loves them because it's a priest who said it. And so we get a lot of... I I just love those hours. with. It's very easy to work with, Father Hugh, if
1: you can get him to the studio on time. As long (laughs) as you can get him there on time. You actually do have a few instances of that where you're obviously starting the show and there's nobody sitting next to you Oh, don't
0: say that. It's not supposed to be obvious. (laughs) I'm supposed to be covering it up. The, the (laughs) The,
1: the (laughs) The reason I say that is... Because we actually had Tim Staples on air on our own radio show here on Voice of Charity, yeah, here in Sydney, and he was on air for the first hour of Catholic Answers Live. There was that crossover, and he actually he said to us about three minutes before we were due to to sign off, he said, "Sorry guys, I've got to run. I'm due on air in the next room." And, and then we, we switch over and we're watching you on on the YouTube and you see this body walk across the camera and that's yeah. Tim running to get into yeah, the studio and right fun. right and that's so, funny that's a funny story so you do have these instances where it's, it's a it's a mad rush at the last minute well Tim's
0: <laughs> only late uh, every time so <laughs> no that's not really so he could he he's not really late every time but I mean there is a little bit of a cushion there that those guys have you know okay so you start at one minute past the hour and then I've got to do my little intro, and then I've got to, you know, set them up. And so they do kind of develop a habit of, of being relaxed, about I sure. can get in the chair at two or three minutes past and it's gonna be fine. If it's four
1: minutes past, uh, come I, on, I, I man. A- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, outside of the radio, and that's obviously what most people know you for, but we've seen here that beyond facilitating discussion, you've got a lot to contribute yourself. You. You've given a few presentations at the conference we're at here already. Do you get out on the speaking circuit all that much at home?
0: Um, not terribly much. I mean, some, yeah, but uh, maybe... Uh, one thing that I do is I MC events for, like, Catholic institutions that are doing fundraisers and that kind of thing. And I do think as an MC, um That's probably one of my, I mean, it's the same thing that I do in the radio in many ways. So I do think that's just like one of the things that comes naturally to me. So I get invited to do that and I love it and it's just a lot of fun. Uh, But I do maybe give a talk. I would say maybe once a month, you know, I'm out somewhere doing a talk. Sure. And um but I can do more. You can go to CatholicAnswerspeakers.com <laughs> to find out how to get Si at your. <laughs> well, the reason
1: I asked that is because I'd never heard you deliver a presentation directly yourself. It's always facilitating other people. And you right. kicked our conference off yesterday with your, your talk, Whatever Happened to the Modern World. Yeah which I found a fascinating study. It was a fantastic talk. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Can you give us the Reader's Digest version of that particular presentation, whatever happened to the modern world, just as a bit of a, yeah. a sampler to, this is what Cy Kellett speaks about when he's on the speaking circuit.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, the, I, always, uh, I didn't do it yesterday, but often I will start by saying, how many people think everything's going great in the modern world? And people don't, not only don't raise their hand, they laugh because it's so obvious that things are not going great. And so everyone has this shared experience. I didn't know how it would be here in Australia, I didn't know, because things are really wild in America right now. But people get it. There's something sure. very strange going on. It doesn't mean if you're left, right, or center, whatever, things are not well. There's there's a kind of an ailment to the modern world. So the, that's the genesis of the question. And and so I try to give an answer which gives a kind of Catholic history of the modern world, and in which we attend to things we pay attention to things that a secular history of the modern world won't pay attention to and that is it, it basically follows this that we think of the story of the modern world as a story of progress as an upward slope of progress and that's not wrong that's correct but it's also true that there's another way of looking at the modern world where it's a downly sloping uh, curve the curve slow- and that part we don't talk about and so i talk about the loss of a unified liturgical church the loss of the catholic faith as the as the sum of the christian faith in the 16th century and then the loss of a sense of christ uh, following the the french philo- the development of french philosophy um you know when southern europe got very wealthy and then the next thing is the loss of god that follows on thinkers, the 19th century thinkers like Karl Marx and Charles Darwin, who's innocent, but I, he still gets thrown in there. And then uh, people like Friedrich Nietzsche and, and Sigmund Freud. And then I get to the point where I, if you have lost a unified church, you've lost Christ and you've lost God, you've suffered very serious losses. These are real Absolutely. losses and yeah, they've, but, but what I try the the concluding point is, as serious as those are, They are not as serious as what has happened since the Second World War. Having lost the church, having lost Christ, having lost God, after the Second World War, we lost contact with reality. We no longer live in a real world. And most people know that. There's something deeply wrong and this is not, this life that I'm living is not the right life. There's a way that it's off and I can't get it to be on. And so we talk about, I conclude the talk by talking about the loss of reality and how to be restored to reality
1: because if we lose reality there's no way of gaining back what we've previously we're lost. done and right that's where the real problem because sure losing god is the, the worst thing you can hope for right but if you've lost the reality that god exists there's no way of then you have back. no direction you have no exactly. map there's yeah. no map back and I, it reminds me very much of
0: the i didn't say this in the talk but to me this lo, this this late modern loss of reality is kind of prefigured in a sense in the in the image of hell from Our Lady of Fatima, where the seer of the, the, um, of the image of hell, commu- she communicates it to us as just souls being blown around with no direction, that they have no substance. They go up, they go down, they, they float around. and they ha- That to me is also an image of souls in the modern world. It's an eternity of... Nothing. No purpose. Of chaos. Of yeah. confusion. Because there's nothing that's anchoring or
1: connecting the person to reality. Sure. Sure. We actually filmed that talk yesterday, so hopefully we can turn that around and make that available to people through the various platforms. Could I think us? I could do it better though.
0: Maybe I, I could do it again today. Just make carve out some time. I think I can. <laughs> I can do better than I did
1: yesterday. Well, we'll see how we go. Okay. You we'll can see add how. that last oh, bit in that you didn't. Yeah, have, right, I don't know bit. why you left it out. Yeah, yeah. I know why did I? I well, yeah. <laughs> we'll have a round two, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, so. Basically, we, we've learned a bit about Catholic Answers Live and, and what you do day to day. We've learned a little bit about you, where you come from, and, and a little bit about what you speak about when you are on the, the speaking circuit. What's next for Psy What's next for Catholic Answers? Where do you see yourself, say, in 10 years? Where do, you, where do you see yourself, or where would you like to be 10 years from now? Leisure world. And then beyond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
0: well, I am working on a book right now. I feel like I finally, and it, it, it's very much like the talk. Sure. And I feel like I've been giving that talk for years now and people say, why is this not in writing? And that's We actually like, had
1: that question yesterday at the resource yeah. table afterwards.
0: Right. And so, I mean, the pro- I don't give them the honest answer about why it's not in writing, which is that I am probably the laziest person that they have ever met in their life and so sheer laziness <laughs> has prevented me from putting pen to paper but I I'm a, I, I would say I'm about two thirds of the way through with it now and I'd like to finish it uh, well I'm 55 now I'd like to finish it before I'm 56 um, and I think that's actually realistic at this point point. and so then we'll see what comes after that I really don't know I would like 10 years from now to be hosting Catholic Answers Live I'd like to be doing a game show for EWTN. I'm not joking, I would really like to do a game show for EWTN. Um, and and I do think there, one area where we as Catholics can start exploring a little more, I've been noticing, is in uh, documentary filmmaking. Some people are doing it, it's not always high quality. I feel like I'm just starting to get a tingle somewhere in my head about documentary filmmaking. so something might come of that something might not but that's what i'm thinking about at the moment so big plans well yeah mostly finish the stupid but book the i mean look out of the on. way right i i don't care if you give me bad reviews and nobody can buy it but at least it'll be done you, you mentioned know?
1: you mentioned a game show there now you guys have a game show once right. a month on a friday even yeah, roughly <clears throat> once a month and yeah. when, when you when you first went down that path you were calling it the as yet unnamed catholic answers game show right i noticed you settled on the name catholic answers game show yeah isn't that Is, clever <laughs> of us are you actually <laughs> Progressing any further with that, or is that the name? I want to call it. I
0: seriously, I want the show to be called Final Judgment. Sure. Because I think that's funny—a game show named Final Judgment. It
1: does fit for the last segment. But not everybody
0: thinks it's that funny. And that some people think it has a kind of menacing. You actually, dour, ra-
1: you raise another interesting point. Yeah. Sense of humor. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm working on it. Aussies have really struggled to get your sense of humor in your past oh, 24 on, hours man. here. Oh man!
0: I know. I, like the funny, the biggest laugh I got was I said. This stuff is funny in America. I don't know why it's not funny here. And but then everybody laughed. And then everybody <laughs> laughed. Oh, this was supposed to be jokes you're telling. Don't worry. I've
1: heard <laughs> enough of you. I was laughing in the background all the way through. All so. right. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for, for carving out some time to spend with us today. I, I know yeah. when I introduced you to my mother yesterday, and yeah. she's one of the attendees here at the conference, I said to her, this is Cy Kellett. What you see on radio is exactly what you get in person. He's the same bubbly... Enthusiastic person, and that's a credit to you. So, thank you for your energy. Thank you so much for what it is you're doing. And um, may God willing, may that continue for many years to come. Praise God! And Praise God! We'll, we'll be yeah. praying for all of you at Catholic Answers. We really appreciate the work that you're doing.
0: Am I allowed to say a word before we go? No, oh no, go for it. <laughs> I am so impressed with what's happening here in Australia and the work that you're doing. Um, I, I, many, many blessings on you. I, I feel like we're doing the same work. And it feels like it's coming from the same place, which is uh, the Holy Spirit's prompting to share Jesus, which is that, that's, that's what the Holy Spirit wants us to do all the time. And um, with these new media, giving us the capacity to do it in ways
1: we couldn't before. So I feel like we're brothers at arms and God bless you. I hope it, I hope it just continues to grow and flourish. Amen to that. Thank you so much for, for your time today. And we look forward to the rest of the conference and the rest of your tour around Australia. Thank you. I'll God work on my you. jokes.